International. Welcome, everybody, to Leading the Blind Podcast with Ariel Norman and Jeremy Corporal. Say hello, Ariel. Hi. I said hello, but okay, well, hi. Yeah. Anyway. You're <laughs> kind of rambly and inarticulate sometimes. That's just my way. That's my way. Anyway, so in this episode, we had uh, Daniel Webb. Does he go by Daniel Rugweb? Is that like big? You know what? I feel like when I first moved here, it was Daniel Rugweb all the time. And now I feel like it's transitioned to more Daniel Webb. This Daniel Webb? Okay. And you can correct Although there is a later. famous baseball player, Daniel Webb. So maybe he should go back to Daniel Rugweb. Maybe he should. Maybe he always did. And he just stopped caring. Yeah. But anyway, he was on the podcast this episode, and that was a really good episode. Yes. And Daniel's a very gracious well, like, Daniel, advisor. Yeah. Daniel's so lovable, and he's someone who, uh, if you do want you know, any kind of advice or just a friendly person to talk to, he's so open and easy, you know, easy to talk to. And, and as intimidating as he should be based on his talent level, he's just the nicest person. And that's coming from, I'm socially that's awkward with, with most people, and uh, the people that I don't find intimidating because they're so gracious and everything that's saying a lot so. absolutely and he's great because like he's kind of a big deal at mm-hmm. I think our level but uh, when you meet him he's not just like smoozy nice mm-hmm. he remembers personal things oh, about yeah. you and everything like that if he doesn't work out with the whole comedy thing he could totally go into politics oh sure yeah he's amazing incredible charisma wonderful comedy and I think this uh, episode turned out really well yeah you're gonna love him yay even when we're not recording. So. Always performing. Always be I'm always on. Say. Other comics love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny thing to like think about. Like, But I don't know. I always think there are comics line? who... Oh, it's orange. Okay, go ahead. For safe. Nope. Well, I always think there are comics who I think of as like, oh, they're always performing. And then I also think, well, probably they just do that with me because we're not that close. And That probably has a lot more to do with it. Right. So I'm really close with anybody. I have noticed that... Jared Loser. If I'm just trying to have like a nice conversation with mm-hmm. people, like especially, I don't know, people you don't know, but whatever. Uh, now, if you're just like being yourself and stuff, mm-hmm. people will be like, is this... This is part of your. Oh, I don't bit? you. Uh, Are you doing a bit? Yeah, it's cliche it's like, to say don't you hate that, but I don't. It's mean spirited because then I'm like, well, now I so don't know what to say because <laughs> right. you don't believe anything. If I say anything saying. clever, you're going to assume it's written down well, already. Well, like, yeah, Jesus. even then, it's weird that people like kind of call it a bit. But it's like immediate mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah, yeah. It was like the second I was, was like confident enough to tell somebody I'd like done stand it up. It yeah. was immediately yeah. like that just switched. You know what I got a lot, which only, but it's really annoying. Is you know what you should do on stage? I love. You know that. what you should do? I love that. No. I'm fine. Well, with I it. always want to hear what it <laughs> I is. know. I don't think I'm I've ever used anyone's idea, but I am happy to hear them. Yeah. You never I, know. I like it just that. feels a bit arrogant to me. There's a family <laughs> member that had sure. just immediately switched to that. He's like, he's about to tell a story. He's like, you should use this. Yeah. I'm like, I'll tell your story. <laughs> but I guess to be fair, it is actually supportive. It's yeah. not a... Well, I mean, sometimes when people are saying, like, 
what, what was that first thing we were talking about when when someone will be like oh was that a bit mm-hmm. or like whatever I think that's a way for some people to like tear you down a little bit or think or you know what I mean they're like you're not really that funny and clever you you've thought of that before <laughs> right oh, that's so, why I feel like you're like you're it's a mischaracterization of right. the authenticity mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. I'm all like excuse me I I'm actually not this funny shit on stage. Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but even even if they get it, it's weird that we can't just be kind of goofy. Yeah. Like I like Michael Good asked me once when I was doing. I, I, Do you want to goof around? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was FPIA, and I made some joke about like, oh hey, just get me a spot in the middle. I was running away, uh-huh. just joking or something like that. He's like, are you are you serious? You're doing a bit. <gasps> I was like, before I did comedy, that was just trying to be funny right and now it yeah, had to be bit. like I hate that everyone holds a bit but I don't even first of all Jared finally airing his Michael Good grievance oh. in public um, <laughs> it took a lot of controlling piece of shit let me tell you um, it's only because he won't fuck you no I yeah, that is not true he will fuck me I know, that is, I know. Yeah, give, I can, he'll uh, at least play you he'll he's at least only play been you. in Texas like a year right yeah, yeah. little steers turn to <laughs> queers real fast down here nobody we, knows the rest of that right we are spiritual so, rapists do y'all ever okay wait do y'all ever hate it though like when you are on like when stuff you do do on stage um, people when you you get off people are like oh I like that bit where you this or they'll even like okay I know this is gonna whatever people will say like I wanna hear this people will say like like good set to me sometimes Mm -hmm. but where when I was doing one of those where I'm completely off the books and I'm not doing any prepared material and it's all riffing and then they'll be like and and then they'll be like (laughs) well I mean I don't do that all the time (laughs) I do it every now and then you know what I mean or like half and half but people will say like uh, hey good set and I'm like that wasn't a set Oh, that doesn't bother. You me. Feel I feel like, like I got away with it. <laughs> yeah, if you, that yeah. Works. Well, I mean, that's a good point. You feel like set should well, refer I, to material. I like, really honestly think that yeah, because it seems like a set list. It's a set thing, mm-hmm. or that that was like a set like that you do that has like yeah. brackets around it. And I, and I also just think that people just use, use terms reflexive like ref, reflexively is yeah, what I'm trying to say. Right. Where like they're saying bit and uh, like sometimes you do something that's not a bit really. It's more of a. I think it's just one of those words that people use in the right. lingo. You know. Like, like people say the beats that drives me right. crazy like if they're writing a script or whatever right like we got to set the beats i'm like i know sounds, that's a thing and people use jargony. it but right. fuck it's like saying going to a restaurant and asking the waitress for a ramekin so you could put some sauce it's like, <laughs> I like all right the word bitch ramekin, i know you though. work i do too and it's a good word it's a big word for a little thing but it's so cute that. the word ramekin, <laughs> ramekin. Is cute. But, but but you're right when people say it they're trying to communicate something with it they're saying i, I know understand. about restaurant stuff yeah but so i but i think we should like be a little bit more precise sometimes like there are jokes and there are Bits, bits and then there are riffs like oh. and people if people call everything uh, I don't know I just, what just that, a personal what, what does that peeve. precision do like <sighs> I feel like with music it would be like a set and within your set you have all that stuff right. you know what I mean you're right. gonna have some riffs you're gonna have right. some all this other yeah. stuff yes. so there's you know it's just short for presentation I'm sure I just want people to recognize when I'm doing jazz with my comedy <laughs> I just don't like it if I feel anyway it's I a just, bit the, the issue Damn is, it. Just the e- the these are just ego yeah. problems. Instead of Never a comedian, mind. be like a bitist. A bitist. A bit, a bit, <laughs> I'm a bit artist. Specializing in uh, bits. I'll, um, get in, mm-hmm. I'll just do bits and stuff. Bi- well, maybe it's because we came up with these like self-denigrating terms. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just it's yeah, just a joke, just a bit. It's like, well, well. Ralphie, that's good though. I think a little bit. I guess. Hardest he introduced me to some sort of famous comedian once. I was like, this is my friend Daniel, and this is like years ago. I actually had not started stand up, and mm-hmm. uh, was just doing the same 
same old thing. And the famous guy totally just stopped. I was like, is this a bit? And Ralphie even was like, no, he's just talking. And it was like, <laughs> even then I was like, dude, I mean, I'm sure funny. that you might get approached or whatever, but... It was, oh, like I know. you were auditioning for him in his mind. Right. Like I mean, you were I'm doing not your best for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, it can be kind of hard not to in certain circumstances. Sure. Like, I feel a pressure. Like, when I talk to people that are like above, above my you. comedy station, so, it's, like, it's an awful thing to do. All the time for you. Uh, that, that'd be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but did I, it to Tim no, and Eric. You're a fast I climber. I totally did it to Tim and Eric. I was like, I want to uh, give me five minutes or a picture. And uh, Tim was like, uh, the picture sounds doable. Well, see, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Can I say then, like, I went to the Natasha Leggero and her stupid fiance or husband. <laughs> I guess they got married. I don't like him. Sounds like Moshe Kasher, whatever. Right. Um, it's just one of those. like him or what? Probably. <laughs> Usually, that's why I don't like people. When um, people say I look like somebody, it's always some Michael Jackson-y looking man. Oh, that's <laughs> like a real offense. I always just, any like. lesbian that anyone knows is what I look like to them. And I'm like, whatever. It's just all, every time. No, but I, okay, I only say that because I love Natasha Leggero so much and I yeah. think she's she could do better. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, after the show, like everyone was lining up. It's like out and, of concern. That's, that's good. Yeah, oh, I'm like, he's, how, why do you think that he's good enough for you? He's not funny. He's just making dumb like, yeah, I'm a I liberal dude. I think that's pretty funny, but I'm just... I know, it's really, I think it's just a gender thing, like, women like Natasha Leggero more, and men like... I like her too, That's how I saw it at the show, anyway, who was laughing more. But they both performed? Yeah, because it was their honeymoon tour, and it was at North Door that I saw them. Who opened, right? Well, well, Kath Barbadoro and Chris Cubis got to open for them, and and Kath killed it. Chris did fine. It was great. No, it was just, I don't know, maybe I was having a feminist night. I was really, like, the women killed it. No, Kath tried, though. She was like, I'm here to kill, and she did. And Chris, you know, showed up and was cool, and of course was funny, and everyone loved him. Yeah. But I was like, fucking Kath was awesome. And then she killed it. She killed it. She killed it. And then uh, Natasha, I mean, I just fucking love her. She's so funny. But anyway, so afterwards, everyone does the lineup where they're all taking pictures. And then I was like waiting around. I didn't really want to. And then Katie was trying to encourage my fiance. was trying to encourage me to be like, let's go and, you know, meet her or whatever. And I was like, no, I just don't. I hate meeting celebrities when I'm not. If I was on a show with her. Working. Sure. Excellent. Absolutely. But I cannot do it as a fan. But she was trying. She thought I was just being shy and wanted to whatever. So then we get up there and we were then like kind of the last people in this tiny line that there was. And then. Um, she started she was like so hey hey good to meet you whatever and then some, she said like so do you guys want a picture or do you just <laughs> want to talk going on no she, it wasn't like that yet she just was kind of like or we could just talk like she was saying that and then I was really trying to be like oh I would love to just talk for a minute yeah. she seemed genuine about that and then but like Katie and whoever else we were with was like let's take a picture and so then we had to we took this picture and then everything. she was like okay bye oh. just like in a Natasha Leggero like oh yeah. so like I still uh, I saved that and it wasn't the time. Just to remember. Oh, I know. And we'll we'll meet again. But I just was really like, no, I didn't want this stupid picture. I have no use for this picture. I just wanted to like Absolutely. tell you that I I really appreciate your work and you're so fucking funny and vegans are stupid. You know, whatever. I, I don't even understand the rationale behind the picture most of the oh, time. Oh, I know. It's well, so it's dumb. just replacing the autograph. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, what are you proving? That you went to a show? Well, especially like, when it's your cares? hero. Yeah. Like, I'm glad I have this to remind me of the time, the time I, I met awkwardly, my hero. She had to smile yeah. for the 150th time in a row for someone you know yeah yeah yeah. i um 
asked for Hulk Hogan's autograph in like the 90s and that did not go well so oh, no. ever since then I've been like Never real apprehensive again. about it. Did he give you the big foot or what? what he was uh, <laughs> it was at the airport so you know nobody's really happy at the airport. Fair enough. Um, I miss the 24 hour comedy radio station in Austin. That I do too. Remember, I miss it even it, though I didn't ever know it. I thought it meant it was on like on the but it was literally just on the air for like a day that's what 24 hours meant but <laughs> really? Natasha Jarrett was on I feel like all the time and wait the wait, robot, wait wait I thought no it, there used to be a, there used to be a radio station that played comedy for yeah, a long time yeah, right? the gay what, station yeah 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 but wait it only that? played Trickle comedy down. For, <laughs> that's where we are in the fucking totem pole you know what I fucking mean or we took over well, right? why because you don't say. like club bumping four to the floor <laughs> ace of bass remixes at 10am yeah I just can't that's right it's party all the time wait did the comedy station Last, last for longer than 24 hours? Yes. So, yes, yes. yes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Was that uh, a joke? I don't know. But Was yeah, that a bit? <laughs> Daniel's a comedian. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. But they, Natasha Legere would always be on there and they um, always had that awkward computer lady who said the name afterwards so it would go, Natasha Legere at the end of the set or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was like her and Mike Barbiglia a lot so she would always oh. be like, Mike Barbiglia. I wish that I had known those days. It was not that sad. long ago. Like no. But I didn't know about Four anything until like a month ago. So no, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I still don't know anything. Speaking of which, we should uh, move into our advice segment. Because you know what? Yeah. If we don't, oh, if exciting. someone doesn't rally this, this is so, going to be one of those two-hour podcasts. We're not doing yeah. that shit. And it can't be Sharky. Yeah, well, yeah. whoever's that's holding the, name, the shark. Oh. I thought you were talking about the cat. Is the cat still here? Um, okay, so what we want to do... I guess uh, what we want to do is like make this uh, a podcast where we get advice from comedians because I don't oh, know I of any love advice. I, well, first of all, I assume comedians love giving advice but never get an, a chance to because we're all too vulnerable to ask each other for help because oh, we're faking that. it and pretending yeah. to be oh way my God, cooler. Do we take callers? Oh God! We oh my God! We will call us. Call us. Oh. How many voices can you do? Just do the same one. <laughs> do the what is it? The nanny on the Muppets or whatever. What is that? Charlie Charlie Brown. Okay, so um, yeah, so we wanted to get advice uh, for, so we were going to start with comedy advice, right? Yeah, I think and so yeah, so it's like we we want advice potentially. I mean, we might talk about like comedy itself in terms of like uh, how to become a better comedian, but. I'm also interested in talking about the business side of things because that's something that I feel like we're also in the dark about. We just kind of like stumble upon opportunities sometimes. Maybe other people know what the fuck they're doing. I certainly don't. There's not a lot of industry in Austin. Right. And so the next level stuff isn't just hanging around to even inform you. Right. That's why I just had an advantageous trip to New York and Los Mm -hmm. Angeles. Very exciting. And just talking to people, they're going to send you an a direction you know what I mean not yeah. to disparage Austin at all because yeah. this is there's a like really yummy good like next <laughs> level stuff happening but it's just a developing scene right now but the business is right. about the business thing is like because I don't fucking know how that shit yeah. works I'm like <laughs> an agent is a manager is a what mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm always going to be at that part too I know there's stuff that you can learn but like I've yeah. just never had any sense for like practical like money stuff yeah. Like, right. who, yeah the only way I am a Judy Garland fag at all uh-huh. and I am not except for this is that I, she was like I just needed someone else to do everything right. you know what I mean <laughs> She admits that's what happened. It's like people stole her money and, you know, and gave her a lot of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of us are hoping. But I think there's like a middle ground in all of our careers, at least, where you have to be your own business person and manager and agent and everything. And so if you don't, it doesn't work. I did that with music and it was like, that doesn't work. 
Right. If you're just all loosey goosey about it, yeah. no one else. No one's going to discover you yeah. here anyway. Like, yeah, That's maybe if you were well. And then when you hear about people doing it, it's like they pick people who also have no experience. It's like yeah. there's all these celebrities that also like their brother is their manager. It's like what did he do before that? Oh, he ran a Home Depot. Yeah. 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 Oh my really god! I my sister asked me. She was like, "Do you like?" I was just kind of had a couple like a busy month, and she was like, oh, "Do you, do you need an agent?" And I was like, "We can't have a glass of wine without fighting about something." <laughs> Are you serious? It's like, yeah, let's drag money and work and all that kind of shit. So, so that sounds never fun. talk again. Yeah, but but yeah. Let's anyway. I interrupted you. I'm no. Sorry. no. Well, let's no. talk about just calm before the business stuff. Just comedy advice. And sure. uh, I've noticed that there's there's almost like a taboo for a lot of people mm-hmm. about the idea of even giving advice mm. to other comics. Yeah, I think it's a bit precious though. Yeah. because it's like because the it's like the one art or maybe not the only art but like the most other arts have you know people give people yeah. advice there mm. you can take classes all this kind of stuff yeah comedy is the first place where i got where it was like cultish in a way yeah where it's like okay it's it's also special and you can't help anybody or something well like it is in your head more than yeah. other stuff so you mm-hmm. are kind of feel like you're giving right. like your secrets away <laughs> even though you right. go on stage in front of everybody and give all your secrets yeah, away yeah, like yeah well i think there's like the pe- there's the the part where there are so many different styles of doing comedy there's so many styles of writing comedy and coming up with stuff and so any advice that you might have for yourself might not apply to anyone else and so maybe people are just not wanting to do that but also yeah I do think we're so competitive and and like our shit is so fiercely guarded sometimes that it does feel like we'd be giving secrets away or like helping uh, helping other people with somehow my feeling if that's how you have an advantage Mm. like you are not gonna do well no I don't think it's a good policy I just think that that's what happens unconsciously I think it's the kind of advice you should seek are those kind of like Mm -hmm. business kind of technical questions Mm -hmm. and less about like how a person does what they do. Yeah, yeah, right. because absolutely. I'm I what I love about our community here is that everybody has their own style. It's mm-hmm. just like one person after the next. Yeah. Which is I think the royalty of FPIA is watching two hundred different kind of people get it's up there. Really cool. And I mean that's I think super unique. You go to other places and there's a little bit more of a focus just yeah. because of you kind of have to conform. None of us have to conform to anything in the city. Why right is now. why is Austin that way? How did that happen? It's a comedy or yeah. just that stuff. When I moved here a thousand years ago uh, <laughs> for music, mm-hmm. everybody in their fucking blue jeans were moving here to be like a blues band. And then shit got really, everybody could make music once like garage band was everywhere. Right. Yeah. But I mean, name a famous Austin band. Name one. Uh, what's that? Live Spoon. music capital world. Shaky Graves. Isn't Spoon? Yeah. From here. Well, yeah. Those anything. are not definitive statements. Okay. No, no, I know. But <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. Eagle Claw is good. I mean, I could. And Stevie I, Ray Vaughan, who's and dead. Spoon was oh, like, yeah, yeah, Vaughan, long yeah. Time ago. Yeah. Live music capital world. Do you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And it's like our best exports are these. <laughs> but it's. But I think uh, also it's like not that, bad band. that was not. There was no contest that saw us have that name. We just. Well, you had Austin South just by like, originally was which was a center for that. Amazing. Till it's kind of flipped. But it's not. I'm just saying, like, it's not. It just feels like we just call ourselves that, and it wasn't. Okay. I just yeah. remember Coltown oh. open on airport and uh-huh. as a piano player I was like oh a theater I'll rent it out mm-hmm. and play piano there and then I feel like it was really improv and then mm-hmm. Ralphie and Mike moved here to do the encyclopedia show with, much, with Katie at the same uh-huh. time I met them all in the same 10 seconds um, <laughs> and uh, with a lot of other people and um, Ralphie hadn't started doing comedy Katie uh, Pengar hadn't started doing comedy and 
they just kind of lumped into it. I think it was through the Kosravis and the um, Now, what Cody year Hustags. is this that we're in? Six years ago, seven years ago. Okay, and so that 2010, was because Mike Grotman used to run the Austin Storyteller Slam, and that would be like that's where I met Roxy. But Roxy was just like this improv pre-burlesque, you know, storyteller. Still like this jack-of-all-trades sort of character. Yeah, but now she's way deeper into it. But that's how I met her, was at a storyteller slam. Mm -hmm. So there were these kind of performance things that, Mm -hmm. I I mean, Capsic's been here forever, and the Vell's been here forever, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like, A, it's really popular and a thing that's going on, but that's when, instead of seeing bands in bars, you started seeing open mics and stand-up things in bars, and then that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. There's, I can't believe that people move here for stand up. That yeah. totally is impressive to me. I didn't. It was a. I'm just <laughs> lucky. Yeah. Like, I, uh, yeah. Like I did. I didn't know it was known for comedy. I knew yeah. about. Like I mean, if you'd asked me beforehand, because I like Bill Hicks, I knew Houston had had comics yeah. before, right. and that was like 15, 20 years ago. And then all, you know, all of a sudden, I just like heard about yeah. open mics, and then it was like this entire like web of things. It's crazy. Right. I think younger people are getting into it more in the way that people got into music. You know what I mean? Like, let's start a band, but you don't need to be as organized. I don't mean that in a disrespectful Mm. way, but you don't need to fucking deal with a drummer and his girlfriend and, like, you know, everything (laughs) else. I still like to do that just to be humble. But But I think the the accessibility of it and now, I mean, think about you have a zillion opportunities each night of the week to try and test the, with sand, all the weird sandbox shows and things yeah. that are going on, you can really test the waters <coughs> creatively. I couldn't yeah. feel more gratitude for that. I have a friend that's a director or trying to be a director, mm-hmm. and like what we get to do in terms of like testing our material, yep. like you say you do it like you go out yeah. once a night, three times a night, sometimes. Yep. The directors have to do like four months of work oh, yeah. to find out that what they just did was bullshit. No one likes yeah, it. sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was rewrite like, it. If I when I was writing some like memoir stuff for a while, I mean. I had a, a I'm not old enough for memoir. Well, like a David Sedaris <laughs> vignette oh, okay. type, you know, funny <laughs> story type. I don't know what else to call them. I know everyone always says that, but but it's like you have this writer's workshop, but I mean, you have like six people sitting around a table, three of whom are socially retarded, and two, you know what I mean, like <laughs> whatever. And they're the people who, like, you can get feedback for something like that, but it's like you have to just sit there in silence while these people who may or may not have any be your audience at all. Right. Whereas if you're at open mics, I mean, you get to talk. To, yeah, it could be hundreds of people in a week and find your audience and, and figure out jokes much faster. Like, oh, God, I can't. I don't know how anyone becomes a good writer, honestly. Well, the thing. Kind of repetition. Go, repetition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go back to at the very, very beginning where we started uh, and like people who talk to you like good set mm-hmm. or you know is this a bit or just those like kind of early things and then there's the people who are like I've been thinking they reach out to you you know mm-hmm. what I mean like they've yeah. also questioned sobriety and maybe I <laughs> need to quit as well tell me all about it <laughs> and I also there's a Sarah Silverman interview where she talks about people ask her all the time and she's like you just have to do it and yeah. they're like I've been thinking she's like as long as you say that it's never gonna happen Absolutely. and so mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best that. advice and motivation for me it's like cause I'll just sit there and be like I don't have any jokes it's like cause you haven't signed up for anything and right. that's not gonna motivate you to write and right. blah 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 blah. So in some sense, like creating pressure for yourself, exactly. To actually, get your ass. In oh here. yeah, I that's the that's best the thing to do. Art. Yeah, I do. The keep coming back, you know, because I have bored people. I've emptied rooms playing music. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have bombed. You know what I mean? I cannot, like, I can't necessarily feel any worse than that. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, I did want to ask real quick, since we're talking about open mics, what was it like for you starting out? I mean, were you one of these people that sort of just gets up there and has the kind of charisma to just sort of do well, or at least do well enough? Or did you have a lot of like, ugh? So what was that like for you? The, I mean, I've waited tables for fucking 15 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I've had to talk to strangers yeah. mm-hmm. and every try to make day them laugh and, and make them like, like me right. for money um, right. every fucking day. You like know a what hooker. I mean? <laughs> so I'm not afraid to talk to strangers. Right. Yeah. But the writing thing was, I was like, I don't know what I was trying to, I did what everybody did, which were like, have you ever tried to jerk off in a watermelon jokes? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever. That's a whole genre of open mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But truly the first time was down in San Marcos at the show that Ralphie was hosting and they needed like a musical act. And so I dragged this weird shit down there and I was, um, drone Collins, which I thought was a good drag queen name at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I think it's pretty good now. Honestly. It's still, it's, t- it's too topical. You know what I mean? But, uh, anyway, so I did like a, a set introduction to a song that I played mm-hmm. and so truly the first time I like did it and that was a success was um, in a gold dress and like playing and hiding behind music so mm-hmm. that gave me just fine confidence if I could make that shit show look good <laughs> yeah. I could just show up in a t-shirt and jeans and hopefully so wait how long have you been doing comedy this is like close to my fifth year okay um, I had done some like c- comedy things before right. like performance things but straight up That's standing doing and stand-up. doing that kind of thing yeah so were you writing material uh, before going on stage did you have you know five minutes like planned out before you would go on stage in the beginning um i had definitely decided i was gonna pursue it and not tell a single person mm-hmm. i didn't tell my parents for a year oh, wow. um i was just it wasn't something i was i'm you know i was like 30 almost mm-hmm. yeah it's not something you just barge out of the gates and like this is what i am now <laughs> yeah. at the, you know what i mean if i'm mm-hmm. 18 people would go with it yeah you yeah, know yeah. so i kept it a big secret and um and uh i i wrote for like three or four months yeah and just kind of blindly did that yeah and lord knows where that is now you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is highlighted the best things out of that mm-hmm. and then kind of developed to five minutes out of that so i spent a couple months on my first before show. you got on stage or are you yes. saying oh, okay wow so a few months of like you're working on this for a few hours a week or what um yeah it was just for i don't like lined paper but mm-hmm. this was the very first time i was like we're gonna just fill it you yeah. know what i mean yeah. that way you can't be super spacey in your structure it's like you're just gonna fucking write this shit down so then where, when you got on stage, was it all memorized? Exactly. Yeah, I'm really big on that. I think yeah. that helps you as a performer. So you're always memorized even to this day. Yeah. I mean, I write a set out every single time. And do you, I mean, but you, do you write all the words out? Uh, it's, it's a mix. It depends. Okay. If it's newer stuff, I'll, it'll be like verbatim. Yeah. And then as soon as that's locked in, it'll be like a, a little looser. It's like jazz where you can improvise totally, on top yeah. of it once you have like the standard sort of thing. Yeah. Was, the irony, I think, about the way that you started is that it only worked probably because you were the kind of person that was going to do it. Whereas I feel like most people who do that, who write their stuff out beforehand, mm. like or need to write their stuff beforehand mm-hmm. to get on stage, they never will. I've talked to a bunch of people oh. who are still yeah. write, who are still like right. people I went to school writing the five minutes that they're going to write to get right. on stage. Well, and it's been like two years. Yeah, now. I'm sure I lost several years to having that personality. Yeah. Well, how did you? I mean, what were you doing? Were you? No, like, I used to write it all out um, and memorize it. I mean, I w- I wrote it all out like 
word for word, uh, you know, facial expressions, you know, <laughs> yeah. timing, oh, wow. everything. Really? Wow. Oh yeah, Pause, and it was all smile. oh yeah, like wow. look to the left, you know. <laughs> Why did you think you needed all that? Um, well, I don't even partly just just the fear of you know failing. What should I the do? Feel, fear of like getting up there and freezing, you know, getting up there and forgetting. Like if I could just and just being a perfectionist of like, and it had also come to me like when I was would think of comedy, I would think of it as like this perfect way that you could tell a joke and the perfect way that you could breathe or like use your face or whatever. Like right. especially because I mean one of the first stand up specials I ever saw was Ellen's Here Now I used to like super good oh, it's mm-hmm. amazing and I used to listen so to a ton of comedy but like I'd like never watched any of it yep. I just heard it and so that was I might have been the first like stand up full special full stand up special I ever saw that one was really accessible to at Very the time accessible. that it came out and, yeah and she oh, well, and she's it's all it's completely clean Absolutely. you know that I mean? was the one post her show by like three or four years yeah yeah and it's it was a comeback of sorts yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's brilliant like every moment is perfect and yet I love I'm the like, spider joke the killed uh, by the sneaker and now she has to take care of all 800 babies by herself or <laughs> that's not in here and now though is that I think in the that's next in, one is there a next one I feel like that's in I don't know. Well, this is horrible. Anyway, I interrupted you. Guys. No, well, you know, <laughs> I just, even my heroes, I still haven't, there's so much comedy anyway. Um, so, but it's like, it feels like it's so natural and that she's just like, not that it's coming out of the top of her head, but it just feels, it doesn't feel stilted in any way. It sure. doesn't feel, but it like it, I feel like I can tell that every moment of that, like the timing is all, um, is all like she knows what she, exactly what she's doing and it's perfected. And I mean now like having done comedy for long enough, I can kind of see how you just learn to do that by performing and performing and yep. performing. But like before you get on stage a million times, you know, it's like you don't know you, that. You just have to yeah, and you just have to you know, if you've never been on stage, if you want to succeed that first time, you kind of do have to a little bit. I am a huge fan of like Roseanne's just like sloppy, talky mm-hmm. delivery. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a structure and a yeah. reason she's For doing sure. it, but then it's just like laced with all this like insane personality mm-hmm. and just the way she talks. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like same yeah. thing. I'm like, man, she's just like, but I think she's hanging out a window, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> giving yeah. me the shit. You know yeah. what I mean? But she, I think she does know what she's going to say. And totally. that was sort of to your original point that like, it's counterintuitive, but the idea that like, once you do know what you're going to say, yeah. then you have way more confidence. Right. I mean, that's why I don't like going up there with a list, even at an open mic, yeah. because yeah. even at the shittiest open mic, um, I, I am whatever the disconnect is people just don't believe what I'm saying you know what I mean yeah, it's sure. like whatever it is it's like well that doesn't seem real and <laughs> it's because I'm just kind of reading it yeah, yeah. and right. that's not exciting yeah right um, I don't like watching people read their phone and you, right. well, and you also have to like re, you're like trying to reinvent uh, an organic conversation right yeah because you want to be natural yeah if you were talking to me now yeah. you just have a reason for saying what you're saying <gasps> but so you know what that is while you're saying it it's, there's no confusion but I feel the total opposite is true for like Joe Tuller who could sit there with a piece of paper and mm. I'll tell you that piece of paper has a thousand <laughs> things written yeah. on it and yeah. he'll stare at it and he'll say two words after 60 right. seconds and it kills do you know what I mean right. so absolutely I, I believe what he's saying yeah. I don't know it's yeah. so different for everybody this is why we can't give advice to each other you know I, I mean you it's, gotta, it's a mix I I just yeah. like that's why I like being yeah. 25th on an open mic because you mm-hmm. could just sit there and watch everybody mm-hmm. 
learn a lesson for you or make a mistake yeah. for you yeah, yeah. and you just let that unfold right. and, and I, take I it all home you can't, you can't give advice in in the sense right. of like you should do this but I definitely think you no, can no. be like this is the way I do it yeah, yeah. and this is how my no, process I, of, of figuring yeah, it out yeah exactly and I think like there's no reason we can't talk about how we do it and then people whoever can learn whatever lesson from that should take it yeah, yeah. who was it Van Halen used to turn around so you couldn't yeah, see yeah because he didn't want anybody to know what he was doing because he didn't I mean and this is like before like you could bootleg something with right. a fuck you know a camera in your <laughs> yeah, hand yeah. it's like that would take some serious musicianship <laughs> yeah. to watch him live memorize it and go home and master it yeah. like absolutely I feel the same I don't know but it, uh, we're not a it's a competitive community even though there's like a lot of love so yeah, if yeah. somebody I'm big into like run your own race so if somebody else has those really? kind of non-sherry blinders on yeah. I'm like I don't I'm doing fine without you right, so right, don't yeah. need you I it's fine I completely agree and the competition is weird but it's not like there's no defense like remember FBI everybody's like oh it's so competitive it's like competitive in the sense that like only so so right. many people can do well or advance or whatever yeah. but like it's not nobody can some people take it a little serious yeah no and I, like, I well too. unless I you tell your friends not to laugh yeah, yeah. people's jokes That's I've been really... told I've been point blank cornered and asked if I'm doing this because I'm doing this and I don't want you to tell this joke because I'm going oh, to oh wow that's really and that's stupid I yeah. couldn't believe it I was like I was well like, that's why you booked <laughs> me you were casing my you were casing my set thanks wow yeah. but, but, I, but I still think you, those caveats aside, it's it's just you and the audience, and yeah. it's nobody can really hinder you. Mm-hmm. Like you can yeah. just keep getting better and better, except the like, audience. They yeah, can, <laughs> those fuckers. They can fucking. Well, yeah. Um, They're the worst. Wait, so okay, so you've been doing this for five years. I guess um, I'm curious to know, like, as the years have gone on, have you found, like, well, first of all, do you have a goal to make comedy your only job, or I don't even know if you have a job, actually. Yeah, I work in a restaurant. Okay, I so threw still- tons of bags of garbage away and mopped. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had to shower that shit off every day. Right, Sorry, yeah. I'm playing. You can't. The listeners can't hear, but I'm playing with my freshly washed hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine's pretty freshly washed too. Yeah, and you're crisp. But no, I have a day job. Well, now I have to, yeah. I have to say I, I also wash my hair. I just don't want. No, okay. Are we all so, clean. So, yeah, just, Brandon washed his. Yeah. Hair. Well, it is pretty pretty rare that Jared's clean. So that's. Uh, wait. So okay. So have you? Uh, I mean, you make money sometimes, right? Yeah. I I have to report my comedy for the first time this year. Oh, congratulations. But not by much. I hope to. Yeah, I hope to join you in <laughs> a year. Not by much. <laughs> um, and that's just the lucky streak. I had like two good paychecks and all of a sudden I was like. Oh, I don't know if it's a lucky streak. Let's not. Um, everybody, I think, I don't know. It's good to be busy, but yeah. I think the clubs in town are really starting to share their space and opportunity with like a lot of like, I don't mean rando but there's so many different people mm-hmm. like Cap City I think is throwing people all kinds of bones including me mm-hmm. and I think Mary with the Velvet is really starting to widen his spectrum of yeah. like that's awesome who he can bring in because yeah. there's just so so many people um, anyway I don't know yeah no good well, how many years have you been doing it um, I am well two and three quarters two and three quarters you over there a year and some change yeah. and brand new mm-hmm. brand new brand yeah this is why we're from? oh that's from I Love Lucy no, do you watch I Love Lucy <laughs> no do you no. 
I have watched some. But I was, yeah, I've seen it. It's funny. Yeah. None of these people. I, I am <laughs> such an old woman. I swear to God. It's it, like I work with these millennials. I'm like, have y'all heard of MGMNT? <laughs> like, no. Like, no. Uh, no, I, I have a question, too. I don't want to no, have more. I, well, like, I mean, we'll just keep. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. I, I was curious about Persona because that's the thing. I think that that's the first, not say brick wall, but weird experience when you start doing comedy mm. is that you realize oh, wow, people have first impressions of me and mm-hmm. you have to be kind of cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you specifically, because in some sense, you have a persona on stage. Yep. It's, not, it's not not Daniel. It's not like right. a fake thing. It's not a Larry the Cable guy. It's like guy. eight-year-old Daniel. It's, I know it's going <laughs> to add, because it definitely, because talking to you, like I noticed immediately conversation. I don't know what I expected, but it was definitely like, oh, this is Daniel and he's a lot more low-key low and conversational. I feel like, I don't know what you were like when you were a kid, mm-hmm. but like when I was a kid, I was just a little girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was I have a joke about that. And then you slowly chisel yourself into a more reserved version of that. Yes. And I notice if I drink a lot, I'm like eight-year-old Daniel. <laughs> or if I'm on mushrooms, like eight-year-old Daniel. And that's just who that reminds me of, kind of. Yeah. But I also think the I like to do politics and I like to do stuff like that. And without sounding opinionated, mm-hmm. I think it You're helps to just that. hurl it as opposed to me talk like this. Cause mm-hmm. then it just yeah. sounds like I'm just like pro Bernie, but <laughs> <laughs> which I voted for, but whatever mm-hmm. in the primaries. Too. Oh, sure. Of course. In the primaries exclusively no, I voted um, for Hillary today. But, so depressing. Sorry, I know. Congratulations. <laughs> I've never voted for a third party candidate in a general election ever. And yeah. I did. I've always voted I or totally one year I went it. to work on a weed farm in protest, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I just things were different or I'm in my mid 30s whatever but, but I'm curious so was that kind of natural for you when you got on stage when, when did it just articulate itself as eight year old Daniel or did you have to kind of carve that out of no like, it wasn't at all it just happened like because it <laughs> truly I don't know what I'm like when I like am at work work you know what mm-hmm. I mean and people truly do this I don't know what the experience is like as a female but in any kind of capacity, whether I want it to or not, people have been mm-hmm. like, girl, you know, and yeah. like all that, you know, queenie shit, uh-huh. which I'm totally into. I'm, I'm part drag very queen. Jealous. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's fun to walk in both worlds yeah. and it's yeah. cool. I think that's actually a privilege, but it's, you know, whether I like it to or not, right. it's a, it's an identity that someone has put on me. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, I I also just think like when I watch comedy, I want somebody who looks like they're driving the bus. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm bored when it looks like somebody isn't. And if that's the again like there's someone who can be silent right. for two minutes and then say something and show you that they've driven the bus. Right. Yeah. I also yeah. just think I'm fucking boring. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I it's like not unintentional. Yeah. Um, right. But it's also it. Like, truly, I've had moments where it's like, what happened to her? You know what I mean? Like, where did she go? Mm-hmm. There was a block of time where it was like, you were, you know, afraid to... Have you ever... Th- oh, sorry. No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I have a real bad habit of cutting people's periods off. Um, but have you ever deci- or ever thought about trying a different method or anything like that? Or Because I always wonder, like... This does kind of happen organically. Like for me, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I if I just had to not do it the way I do it right now and restart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that. And I, I'm just curious. Like I'll ask you both. What do you, you ever? Well, like what? Do, like, what so, would you do so, differently? Well, so for you think instance, you're not yourself? Yeah, absolutely. But but not that I'm not myself. You mentioned I like the way you phrased it. There was like eight year old Daniel. Yeah. But there are other Daniels, obviously. Yeah. And I I've been saying when I do stand up, it's like me at a party. Yeah. That's it's Jared at a party. Like I want Fun, to be silly, mm-hmm. funny. People, I want people to like me, and I want them to think I'm witty. Yeah, but go ahead, sorry. I people 
and I like any kind of human interaction is just like, and especially with comedy, is that audiences like it's suspension of disbelief. All kinds of comedy writers talk about how you have to get them there. You can't get a jo- them to this crazy joke unless you they can believe why you got them there. Sure, yeah. Even if it's the dumbest twist at the end or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to be believing what they're laughing at. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it doesn't trigger the same thing. Right. Yeah. So I feel like if you're... Because I see people go up there and be like, ba bing ba boom boom and it's totally inauthentic, and yeah. it's not who they are, right. and it's gimmicky, and you can tell that you're being like... Sold bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I think it's whatever it is in between that. Because if I have like five whiskeys, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like four year old Daniel. It's really fun. <laughs> but I don't know. It's uh, that's also everybody just has their own style. There's tons of people who are not what they are when they're performing. Yeah, in whatever kind of pompous capacity I, I just sound like. But um, anybody I've enjoyed is just someone who, if I do thirty minutes, I slow down. You know what that I mean? But I also only have like mostly five to seven minutes to prove a point. Right. And I feel like you really got to hustle because yeah. you don't have a lot of time. Oh, speaking of which, here's some advice that you guys can give me. I'm doing uh, 30 minutes for the first time. Yeah. Two days from now. Where, where? Uh, San Marcos, Texas State. Okay, cool. There's this yeah. lady, yeah, there's this lady that's like, I don't know if they're... This lady. I don't really know her, uh, who's trying to like get... I don't know some entertainment going down uh-huh. there or whatever apparently the room is hot I'm really excited to do cool. it I don't want to build it up mm-hmm. but I've never constructed a long set before okay. and I feel like that is definitely a thing if you've done that you can mm-hmm. maybe give some advice like what, how, do you, how did you approach that because I've been doing mostly 10 minute sets 8 minute sets stuff right. like that Put and three it, of them together. Yeah, exactly. Sew it? So it all together. Right, just better, right. Make sure your segue is prepared. Okay, totally. And and it's, it's yeah, because yeah. you gotta. I feel like that's a bigger train to interrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's same. Just what she said. Just like tie it all together. Okay. I mean, you mm-hmm. wanna? I. That's why I write my set out everywhere. Yeah. And if I forget to say something, I or you know something yeah. drops out. I highlight it a so I can keep track of where I did and didn't say something and. So when an opportunity like that comes up, I can go back a couple of years and be like, holy shit, I haven't said this, 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 yeah, yeah. and then pile that story well, together. I'm, a, I'm actually a bit worried about that because I have a few things that I haven't done in a while that I'm going to need to do. And you haven't had a chance to brush just, it. Well, yeah. let's go out. that. It's more about whether or not you've just been on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, I I a lot of times the jokes more. that you haven't done in a long time, you can have much more fun doing. Yeah. You don't really have to, you know, think it through real quick because you don't want to like say anything that contradicts anything else yeah. in your set. Or like is going to change a, a segue or what you know that's, you you do have to think about continuity. I forget about I, well, I guess that's the early mistake. There were a couple times yeah. where I would make like uh, jokes about quitting drinking and then all or right. I don't know substance things and then go back on it and you always right. lose it. I, I don't was going to say some people will do that where they're like that was obviously a joke earlier, but I feel like that has been so overdone that the yeah. audience doesn't really. It's not that great of a way to deal with it anymore. Well, I got to figure out. Yeah, no, I never try. I got to figure out because I have some I have some material about getting into kink sex with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and then I also have some stuff about in real life or on your set no in real life well, okay. I'll yeah. say the more <laughs> the more that you can get it to actually match your real life the better because you have to keep track of fewer lies um, <laughs> honestly like <laughs> don't you have this that this is good life like, advice I, well, there, I don't lie on there, there are some I mean sometimes you have to and I, but I hate it and sometimes I think even last night like I did really well at Cap but I, it still bothers me because I think I might have said something about whether or not I had used 
used Diva Cups or was for the first time. There's <laughs> yeah. some little thing That's like that funny. where it still bothers me that if someone had been paying attention, they might have been like, wait a minute, I thought you said you, you know? Um, so, so. But see, all- that doesn't, is this like a, you don't want to be lying on stage if or, you, or because well because then if someone catches you and you like it'll just make me self-conscious and then it'll help ha- make it harder um, to be in the present like I think it's easier for you to also sell the jokes better if yeah. you're saying the truth so, like I've had some where I'm like oh well now that I'm not married to her anymore or that yeah. I'm not dating this like <laughs> how do I but usually yeah. there's a way to like, I cha- like update the joke I love the uh, tell the joke and then just tell them like oh we're divorced now yeah then, well yeah, and that's yeah, another yeah. thing exactly you can just I I love telling a joke and then talking about the joke anyway. So if you, I've noticed that that's a weird technique. It works for you for sure. Yeah, it's, it's just, fun. But it's not. because I don't like because I don't like to be lying. Yeah. If I do lie, even if it's something about a dildo or whatever, yeah. then it's. I, I think that goes back to it's like lying or whatever is like. Mm-hmm. But it, is it believable coming from right. Ariel Norman? You know yeah. what I mean? Like if it's like if I'm lying and it doesn't right. sound like something that this that like Jada Webb would be right. up to, then people don't you know that whole the, thing. Right. But see, I I'm fine with lying if there's. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Generally, I just want to stop there. No, yeah, yeah. kink sex with my truth. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a uh, Orson Welles asked him if if he thought Citizen uh, wait, 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 King? Citizen King. Was, you asked uh, Orson Welles why? I was talking to him. And, no, no, someone asked. Some journalist asked him uh, if it was realistic, and he was like, "Oh, I wasn't going for realism. I was going for truth." Right. And I think there's a oh, lot of times where. Right. An auteur and amazing. But do you know who Vampira is? That's very no. familiar. Um, do you know Ed Wood? Do you know those yeah, movies? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, Vampira yeah. is in like Plan 9. That's uh, her. I see, yeah, yeah. She had a TV show in LA in the 50s that was like, I'm your host and here's the scary movie. And oh. then in the McCarthy era stuff, she was blacklisted so she never worked again. Oh, no. Uh, then she made jewelry in like the 80s and 90s. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's a strange person and... Um, uh, Elvira ripped her off oh. and she sued Elvira twice That's and Elvira funny. won twice and then that bitch was broke and then she died like a few years ago. Oh she my has God. Elsa so sad. Orson Welles walked in on her in the dressing room. She tells this story mm-hmm. and he says, uh, she's in like whatever, I can't remember and she he says, magnificent carcass. <laughs> and then the interview just kind of freezes for a minute. She goes, That's all I have to say about him. I won't mention anything about him giving me the clap. And then it goes <laughs> cut. I just, uh, I love that. That's so cute. Uh, That's a cute story, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Um, Yeah. Um, But yeah. Oh, that's so fun that you're doing a 30 minute set for the first time. Are you going to record it? I don't know. Do you record yourselves? I never do. I hate it. Well, I always audio record. I mean, I try to make tapes and I can't. Do you really really go back over it? I listen to most of them, but sometimes uh, I, I might not listen for days, weeks, months. Are you more likely to listen to a good set or a bad set? Good set. Really? Yeah. I used to be that I would listen to them all, oh, but well, I used that's to. Just narcissism. No, but but <laughs> there's but things to learn from. It's, a good there's set. Like, I mean, I I feel like I remember what I learned from a bad set. Right. Sometimes I do. I often. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, I will yeah. often listen to the bad ones again, and just but, but I'll have to take out the headphones sometimes and be like, I can't listen. I know what I did. I know okay. I've already ruminated <laughs> about that lesson. You're like the dog who took a shit in the room. I couldn't and sleep that it. night. Then, okay, you know. Sometimes you fuck up and you don't know why. Yeah, but if I don't know why, I will go back and listen yeah. or think or talk to someone about it. Sometimes you just like I've I've done a few and it was like oh I just I literally misspoke or mm-hmm. I literally didn't say 
part of the word. premise that I yeah. thought I was I did and then they you, didn't understand oh yeah you know who's such a really funny comedian and a crazy listener is Kent Juliff and what he does is he, he I got off and there was some joke I said and I said it a thousand times but it just didn't land and I, kind of, and I felt that I looked like wait a second or you know what I mean and then it was like one of the last jokes I told Susan across stage and he came right up to me and was like you said this yeah. when you sh- usually say this mm-hmm. I was like A I need to write some new jokes if somebody already knows what I'm going to say and B <laughs> he's totally right and yeah. so and I was watching nice him watch somebody do, else and he's just like yeah. he's like what do you call that when you dissect a sentence is that what it's called sure yeah, yeah. Uh, Diagram. diagramming nice mm-hmm. dissect I wasn't in biology <laughs> I think or that was correct though. Thank you. also yeah. that guy's a little genius I know all he's these great. young kids I mean y'all are younger than me too I haven't seen him in a while I think we're the same age aren't we I don't know. I think everybody's younger than me. Yeah. Well, Jared's um, like 30. They're all 33 or 30, 34. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. yeah I'm only 30. <laughs> oh, baby, go. You your whole life. At least I, so I got to hang out with you old losers. I just had my, yeah, welcome to the, I brought kombucha <laughs> instead of alcohol. Boring. We've all that. got LaCroix and some Monte kombucha. It's very no. awesome. Boring. But, but I recorded recently uh, the first clean set. I never done. Oh, did you do that? You did the church show, right? And, oh, I wanted to fucking tell you about this. It was great. Yeah, those. That, well, because there's a bunch of fucking people the there, and they're all happy, clean and they're there set. to watch oh, you. I didn't know. I it's it's the I, best I place to do a I, clean. Oh no, they did the last show already. I have a lot. Yeah, I just never. They're gonna do a lit. I've never. Well, I was yeah. gonna suggest. I have a lot of dick sucking jokes and a lot of like. Me too. Jizz. Who doesn't? Who does? I'm a comedian. I'm gonna talk about sucking dick. And I will talk about this just for a second. Yeah, there's, well, a, there's just a minute of like, unf- I, no, I want to say that. Uh, a bit of a double standard in that to talk about a homosexual experience mm. is maybe not prime time. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even though it's so clear, like to talk about Absolutely. some of the, you don't have to say I suck dick and drink jizz to say, <laughs> talk about gay stuff. You just, that was literally my joke. But right? it is <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you yeah. can talk about It's dating. more X-rated to yeah. talk about gay sex than yeah. it is. That blurs your material just right. coming from like the Absolutely. perspective. And, but I was As a able, big old drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was able to change all of the stuff to, and I kind of used My girlfriend. That. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I was sucking my girlfriend's dick yeah. and it was uh, <laughs> that's like well it's okay. no, I that's just, a legitimate say- phrase I, now I have, yeah, I have you're a, right I have true. a joke about uh, blowing guy or the blowing the guys is the punchline and I said kissing boys and in the church it worked yeah and I was really happy about that because I was like but it would only work on them it won't work on another no no I mean, absolutely yeah. you had to stand like, up at a church yeah. it was a church for and, people and I was really disappointed for Christians yeah I was just disappointed they're like it wasn't liberal like Christians, snake handlers like I was one snake handlers but Wait, and they're all you what I was wanting them to be snake handlers no, so crazy shit they're very nice they're people. fun snake handlers are not inclusive no, no. <laughs> they are exclusive um but no, I, it's like one of those like not non-denominational because now that's become almost that means denominational. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly <laughs> also, that's yeah, a denomination yeah. now, isn't yeah. it? And it's that they're often like extremist. Is it? Are yeah. they liberals or they're, they're well, very liberal? That church yeah, was yeah. very liberal. So I told I was like I can not be. Uh, dirty, but I yeah. am gay, and I talk yeah. about that on stage a lot. Yep. And it was like, oh yeah, a lot of people in the church are gay. Yeah, and the first yeah. show that they did, they just have like, to sit at the back. Yeah, <laughs> the first show. I, told them, I was like, I'm yeah. really yeah. glad I didn't burst into flames when yeah. I walked in here. That was I know. an experiment for me too. Well, the, the first show that they did, um, the comedy show that they did, I was the headliner, and they, or maybe it was the second show, but but so when I got on, I was like, wait, is it okay that I'm gay? And they were all like, woo, like yeah. very whatever. Yeah. So they're. Yeah, they're well versed in the gay 
and the gay but it was also the the so I did uh, sound on sound before that mm-hmm. the, and it was not the it was like the prelim sure I don't know what to call it like um, same night yeah and it was I had that show was fun to do mm-hmm. but it was definitely like the audience was not necessarily super into it yeah like ambushed it, yeah that's, at the church at the church they're Whereas, there for the show that's what I'm saying that's mm-hmm. now to me the one demographic in terms of audiences that I care about is did they come to watch comedy oh yeah I that's think like the, the big one that's a good challenge in this town though because A there's a lot of places and there's not always people there but yeah. when there are you want to use it but sometimes they're just there because it's a busy right. restaurant yeah, that yeah, yeah. people didn't know <laughs> but there is and it does not work with me because I'm super screechy yeah. on stage so people are like who's the yeah loud man address who are the hostess who can't get back to work uh, and so I think that that's a, a valuable challenge yeah. for people but who get an ambush audience you probably are more up to that challenge than a lot of people because you command space very well hmm. I watched Eric Nimmer not that this was a bad situation but A he was just going to go up and do a set that no, he, they were like hey do you want to do some time and B the audience was pretty mild up until then yeah. Yeah. and he just not in a he just off the cuffed it Mm-hmm. Presumably, yeah. I don't know his stuff inside and out. Um, and that was one of those where they just got it. All of a sudden, it was like, okay, now we're in this and we're yeah. watching that. But I've also seen hosts be like, 15 minutes stand up comedy. It's like, well, you gotta, like, they yeah. were here first. It's such right. a weird thing. They were thing. here first, yeah. Uh, but it's a sport. I'm not good at it, but it's a sport. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in Austin, because of our like, we have new mics, we have old mics, we have new shows, we have old shows. When they're everywhere, like, I think that's part of why it's, I think, the best city to develop in right now because I would agree. you are thrown into, if you let yourself, you are thrown into every possible situation. If I had the wherewithal at the age of 18, 19, or 20 to want to do stand up, I would. Honestly, if I was that young and just completely untethered, mm-hmm. I would hightail it to a, a coastal city just mm-hmm. because that's the perfect time to get, mm. you know, beaten down and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I could never have done that mm-hmm. at this age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have never been like, I'm going to go pursue it for first time ever. Hello, New York. Yeah. You know, that would never would have happened. I think Austin is... A, a really friendly place like I say because I'm still really just stunned even new people I see that have a strong sense of like stage presence mm-hmm. or self and then the, the material to back it up yeah because I don't know what young people are talking about mm-hmm. speaking of which are you thinking about moving to LA or New York at any point ever point in my in life future? ever yeah. um I did go on a trip an exploratory trip to see because I've been to both cities many times but never like a politician well I mean never committee. To, <laughs> never to like you know I've never like walked the streets of New York alone being like mm-hmm. does this feel good you know yeah. what I mean and just those exercises and whatever um, I would if I could get a job because yeah. I'm fucking 34 and a half and I'm yeah. done working in restaurants and both cities offer where you can get a stupid day job, but you're still doing yeah. comedy. Yeah. And then, and go, 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 go. And yeah. if I had that opportunity, yes. Um, and I am, I'm looking forward to that right. for sure. But I have no money to move and <laughs> a job and a lease and all the kind of, uh, what's that called? I don't know. Responsibility. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hi mom. Do what? But I think I, I, I think I could benefit from that. So I, and also, this is kind of now, you know, like now or never. Right. I, I don't have a lot of time to right. really I'm, try to sell myself. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. It's because um, plan B is be a janitor in Iceland, right. which I'm also excited about. But, it's not a bad, it's <laughs> but, not a bad you know, life. I, uh, 
music never did anything. You'd play sh- sh- in a band for years, and nobody. Mm-hmm. You'd play a what show. What did you do in a band, by the way? I'm sorry. I'm a ask. piano player, but in bands, I was like a bass player and um, key- keyboard player and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, that's so, so cool. Is that right? I just <laughs> recently re-listened to some stuff on our MySpace pages. I was oh, like, if, you know, it was I was in my twenties. Yeah. What can I say? I was in my twenties. So, I don't have anything recorded that I need to say that about. But there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, what God. did you play? No, no, I just, no, I mean, like, there's yeah, a lot of things that I want to say, like, I was in my 20s. Did y'all sure. never, like, record weird videos of yourself on a, child, a computer? When I was a kid. Well, I meant, like, in your 20s, I guess. No, I didn't have that kind of technology, really. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah, you're just, just old enough to one not of, have had. I was one of the first things to be I did a philosopher, was, okay? Yeah, like uh, philosophy <laughs> videos, you're talking to the camera. Uh, <laughs> my... Uh, so Ralph and um, Mike used to host the encyclopedia show and mm-hmm. that we need to do one more because it ended it didn't end with the proper ending but mm. anyway you had a banner topic uh, and I only did it once like fast food and then they assign you something and you have to do like a full on report like a legit oh, factual report Joe Faina used to be the judge mm. uh, oh, the, awesome. I met LaShonda Lester there for the very first time when mm. she did a thing on Jack the Ripper anyway uh, and then she had a show similar to that uh, yeah she I she's looking for a home because the salvage van yeah, got closed okay. so she's looking right. for a home for a weird true Hollywood stories um, but anyway sorry no no it's fine um, but anyway for that I had to do a 10 minute presentation I'd never done stand up before so I was like okay I have to back this up with a funny video mm-hmm. so I was like if this sucks I'll be like mm-hmm. and now this <laughs> yeah. um, and the stand up was good I was very satisfied with that that's the night I quit smoking because I was so nervous I smoked two packs of cigarettes what? in like three hours Gross. and never you, smoked you did that thing that parents do to their kid no that's I did it I totally yeah, did I quit the exact same way it works I drove to Joshua Tree from Austin smoked like three and a half four packs yep. of cigarettes there is that yeah. what I need to do to Katie yeah actually I've been recommending it. I think it Everybody's works it's different if smoke you push it, out. it it makes I it worse know. sometimes well, you, just, know. you need, you need three or four days where you won't want to have a cigarette mm-hmm. To, yeah, to create that space, right. and that's for me. And it or, sounds like yeah. Let's see, be I the next thing. woke up later that night and had just the tiniest little, tiny little ouch when I took a breath. And yeah. I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck, we're done." I was yeah. like, "If somebody wheeled in my new lungs tomorrow, <laughs> I can't handle that." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was all, all the fear I needed. Well, good. Now we've covered like non-comedy advice too. Was <laughs> yes. on our agenda. I do think I honestly, I honestly think I was a funnier person, and I, as a smoker, I think I just kind uh, of <laughs> as soon as like. I've never, stopped, I've never stopped being a smoker. I just don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I smoke I just weed, but I feel doesn't, like yeah. no, no. I, I just no. He just means he still embodies at the personality really level. Cigarettes your brain. It's so good. They really. I mean, they've done studies like the nicotine. Is, it's bad for everything else. Yeah, but no, you good. do get it Boy, first. Are you sharp? Of, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the real neurochemicals. I mean, you have deep well, the inside culture of smoking too. Kind of that's right. Cajoles this kind of light conversation, right? And whether it's conversation with other people or if it's just like you meditating outside yeah. for a few minutes by yourself I love that I, I always used smoking. to think about like uh, if you're a little drunk and or a little high and then you go outside for a cigarette by yourself mm. and it's a little cold if I ever get the window play some music uh, if I ever get outside. diagnosed yeah. with a terminal illness it's gonna I'm be great. the I'm happiest right. smoking. driving <laughs> gas station ever they have these, they have studies of tests where it's like super preliminary but like if your family has a history of Alzheimer's yeah they, you can take the test and then they can determine oh, if you might be predisposed Sure, and yeah. you, or you're gonna get it. And if they gave me like a, I don't have it in my family. I'm not trying to make lie that anyway. But if they yeah. were like, yeah, you're gonna get it. You're fucking getting Alzheimer's. You better believe. I oh. would 
A, start smoking again, but I would just do everything. Because yeah. by the point it became a problem, it would just oh, be yeah. someone it's else's problem. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. It kills me about not being able to smoke. Coffee and cigarettes were my drug. Everything else, I uh, and so I didn't really do much. For I'm bringing them back. I'm not, I never quit. I'm just stopping and then yeah, later one day. I'm going to fucking one day we'll burn, it <laughs> yeah. burn it down. And they, I don't believe that they can't figure out how to make them good for you. I don't believe Right. Yeah. I mean, there's weed. I used to bring my one hitter so I could still like. Yeah. Act go out with the smokers and yeah, things yeah. but then everybody just wants to smoke I have this this herbal pack I'm just so bad at rolling things yeah. but it's just herbs that yeah. you can smoke they kind of taste a little annoyingly flowery but if anyone wants to help me roll them I'm just like put like a tiny bit that. of tobacco or a pot w- or whatever which store off it's of, the herb bar yeah. like yeah they're so mean there no my they are mean but my I mean they, but sorry nice we are not sponsored by the well, herb it is, bar it is on Mary store. Street no not with that um, attitude they're We're the ones who inspired that joke I have this silly joke about how I wish like I hope that incense it turns out that like prolonged exposure to incense causes brain tumors because <laughs> <laughs> they're so mean there and then I'm, I'm like I'm sorry is that too insensitive of me anyway. oh, okay. so my friend is because of those bitches at the herb bar anyway he <laughs> rolls herbal mm-hmm. cigarettes and he does put a little bit of tobacco in it but right. he has this mix yeah magic mix or whatever See, that's what I like but he buys in small because mm-hmm. the mix is so complex he doesn't yeah. want to buy all these huge things so he was like Haggling the herb bar mm-hmm. girls, and here's the guy. The, this man, he's he works in Alaska every summer, and then he comes back and winters in Texas. He owns a towel, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's how he survives. He hitchhikes unabashedly, yeah. and um. Wow. So he's just in there giving it right back to him. Yeah. He's like, well, you know what I mean? It's like, I'll give you this much for that, but I'm certainly not doing that. Give me some of that. Yeah. I know that's cheaper than this. Yeah. And it was really fun to watch. Oh, that would be good. Those girls deserve whatever comes to them. <laughs> I don't know why they just have this attitude of just like, we're better than everyone. But and some, you're some not of good. it you're is. Not, just, you're not the right kind of person. But some of it's just working in, in a place like that. Yeah, totally. Because uh, I my coffee shop, we are that way. You're it's all assholes. Not, in a way. But a it's lot not, of coffee shop people all become it's assholes not, together. It's not snobbery. Well, it's a. You have to deal with oh, go ahead. specialty places attract specialty people. Yeah, <laughs> look, yeah. I work at Juiceland. People are fucking you understand? divas there. I know, but I'm nice to them because I want them to tip me, and it yeah, feels better to be nice than it does to be mean. It's and it's important. just positive. Absolutely. Like, let's all spread that instead of your barista bitchiness. No, no, we're not, so, I'm not mean to them either because I want them. I want the money too. Okay, I'm just then. saying I get the resentment. Sure. We went to Cafe Dumas in New Orleans, and mm-hmm. it was Easter Sunday. I know, right? Oh, it was Easter. just it was <laughs> hell. It was. Easter Sunday, all the tables were dirty. Not, I'm a waitress, I don't care, but yeah. there's all these old ladies are super mean, and I'm into it. But I've never had a meaner experience where the lady was just like slamming shit down <laughs> and she's interrupting people. <laughs> she wouldn't access the table till my friend scooted her chair back and stood up. It was crazy. Yeah. Like she was just left, right, and center being mad. But it's Cafe du Monde where they serve ben- beignets. Yeah. And the whole time she had this of powdered sugar all over her face. It's like, go ahead, bitch, let us have it. It's like, you don't know that we know you've been eating beignets all morning. Like, I love, it's like, just, and so I like to watch some bitchiness unfold. Yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean? I actually kind of like it's it. A little when, fun. I, when I go to a restaurant and they're mean to me, I'm just like, I, I don't mind that. I don't like it when my coworkers are mean to the customers. Because yeah. I'm like, that's our tip jar. It's bad bitch. real estate. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And um, you're making everyone else around you unhappy. So, I don't know. I've, I've seriously been 
been, I've served so many tables and it used to, you try to correct it or you try to win the situation. Yeah. And it's really fun to just sit there and like nod and smile because the person's going to say everything mm-hmm. they want and then they're going to realize that there's nothing left to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It I also, it it's used fun. to kill me when, cause I waited tables for a while. That was yeah. like before I did the coffee thing. That's what I did. And it would kill me when they would be mad at me for whatever reason. Cause it was like, you realize I want to help you. I'm just a vessel. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, you know, it only, this only works for me if you're happy. It's like, I only get tips based on your mood that I did not. Let's make this work. I was like, I didn't try to ruin your day. But some people people are dicks. Some, some waiters are dicks and they don't seem to care about their tips sometimes. So that's, yeah, that's true. Let's just all be nice. Let's just all be kind from now on. I've been trying to, I tried when I first started, I tried to Mm -hmm. carve out, like some waitressy jokes. Mm-hmm. I still sometimes oh, introduce I myself as a former waitress. Just, mm-hmm. I always said that in my first intro, just to level with mm-hmm. people, yeah, to be like, I'm with you. You know yeah. what I mean? I used to say I'm a former waitress, which means, yes, I hate your baby. <laughs> Nobody really laughed at that. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably not that funny. But um, You do. You write jokes for... T- I used to do it. But then I quit because it was a kind of hacky, but also I was like, <laughs> you're just like still mad you need to just get you know what I mean get over it there's nothing there um, how are we doing on time we should right? probably start toward the wrapping up process okay. of it because okay. well we have well, a thing that entail you can okay. introduce the sure thing? sure sure I like, like yeah we want to have a final segment um and because so, we're professionals. <laughs> well, you know, to give give people like a little, you know, golden nugget at the end, mm-hmm. a little pot of gold, a little tasty surprise, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> yeah, little, These, I think little, we just need to record his mm, and then have that. that be the intro yeah. to the final gurgle, segment. Gurgle, gurgle. Yeah, we could. We, yeah, ooh. Once we've done enough of these, we can like yeah, mix and cut some yeah. like people's weird sounds together and have ooh. that be our intro. That'll That'd be, be fun. We'll definitely feature your mms. Um, just keep coming making me uh so we, we wanted to ask is uh what is your favorite joke or one of your favorite jokes you don't have to commit and then um like how did you come up with it if My you own? Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah oh, your own. okay um or mine that's fine too <laughs> i will say this though that night that that 10 year old maverick was at the front row of oh, the maverick. open mic at the velveta room and he only walked in right when martin finished his intro yes. goes, by the way there's a 10 year old in the front row so everybody change your sets right now coming up first <laughs> <laughs> and the first few fun. were kind of slow getting into it. Ariel just let him have it. She was like, well, "Do you fun. still believe in God?" I can't wait to see what she's oh talking God. about. Yeah, it was. It was not that literal, but it was. It we was, talked about God for sure. Yeah, um, and awesome. anal orgasms and drugs. We started with drugs. The, the kid, because I asked, I said something like, "Oh, by the way, I'm not going to change my set for you." Like y'all chose to walk in here at nine o'clock on, on a Thursday night at, on Sixth Street. Like, what's yeah, wrong right. with you? Is this right. a step parent situation? To, to you know. Be fair. Not, I don't know so if they good. were like my experience, my limited experience, but it's been pretty consistent is that it's everybody else. Like the parents mm-hmm. of the kids yeah. usually don't give a fuck. Not yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. but like for the most part, they're the ones. By everybody else. Everybody this else was one of those velvet nights where there wasn't that much everybody else. I mean, there, yeah. no, there were we some. Needed them there, we needed them. We needed them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying when a kid's like ruins yeah. the show, it's because all the people, all the adults who are aren't sure about parents, it. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Who are like away to, don't know how to deal with it. Well, that's where it went south because Maverick was kind of not interrupting but playing back and it was kind of cute and that's where it went south was because 
not to keep harping on Sweet Joe Taller, but it didn't work when he got up there. <laughs> oh, that got weird. That's yeah. When they left. Oh, I forgot about Joe yeah. Taller. <laughs> that meltdown. Oh my, he, oh my God. Can we talk about that? Yes, yes. please. Yeah, I happened? truly love Well, okay. So, so this, they had been so game, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, because I had. Who, are, who is they? The parents, they you know, I'd called them. I had been like, are, is this, a, is he a step kid or, or you yeah. know what I mean? Like I was like kind of, uh, uh, what are you, roasting them a little. And then I was like, um, there were two older couple, uh, it was, 20s, 30s couple. Yeah. And then, and then, but then, and Mavericks seemed to be with a mother who was maybe like 40 mm-hmm. and like a, a father who was maybe like 68. Yeah. It was a little bit strange. Like, who, what's going on like with the parents? Hours, but but okay. he was sitting with the, the older ones instead of the younger ones. Yeah. So we didn't really even know what the situation was. But I think the older ones were his parents. But I, like, <laughs> I said to him something about like not changing my jokes. And he's like, it's okay. I play violent video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I like, oh, that's yeah. fucked up and disgusting. And then, yeah, so it was really like, we were having fun. Yeah. And it was all great. Kids like when you talk shit to them. Yeah. Like it was, it, oh, he it was, usually works. Yeah, she wasn't being like, it wasn't like aggressive. Yeah, no. No, it was, it was fun. Mutual, it was yeah. very fun. When I got but off the stage. Hysterical. When I got off the stage, her, his mom high-fived me. Yeah. Now, great. after that, like, it was fun. But then Joe Toller got up there and he just. Mm. He didn't say a word. Of yeah. course, because that's what he does. Yeah, and instead of now, the family had the momentum of like we can have a back and forth with yeah. everybody. So he not was an, wearing a hat. What was his cap? It had it was, a team. Arizona yeah, it was said Arizona or something. This is Joe Teller. Yes. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, go whatever team. Yeah. After Joe was up there for like I don't know fifteen or twenty seconds, the they older kinda, guy they heckled him a little bit. That's all they. After said. he was silent for like fifteen yeah. seconds, the guy just didn't know Joe Toller. He doesn't right. know his thing, and so and he he thought wouldn't. he was just kind of being you know he was just like yeah go Arizona yeah. So then Joe, <laughs> this is my favorite thing. He goes because then it's I can't like you know in his very slow uh, delivery he goes the kid adds to it. <laughs> you just ruin it. <laughs> you fucking cunt. And then it was over. Holy and then the guy's like, oh yeah, small shit. guy. And like, it wasn't even because first he was just, okay, the guy's <laughs> like, fabulous. the guy's Holy like, shit. Oh, go Arizona. And then Joe is silent again. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's just so confounded. What didn't you just, what? Oh, what are you? And then he, he does that. But at first he's like, you fucking idiot. And yeah. and all the comics are just like loving yeah. it. They're like, Michael yeah. Michael Priest is like, please get out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Joe told him, like, this, by the way? I don't know, a year this ago? Is, oh, yeah. Okay. It's a while ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then, but but Joe keeps going and is like, um, you're just, yeah, yeah, you know, he adds to it, you take from it. And so at first, like the audience, including the rest of the audience, not just the comics, were, were into it and it was funny. But then Joe just kept going. <laughs> you fucking comics. It, dumbass piece of shit with so your you fat whatever. So, so the, the comics created conditions. So good. Finally, he, st- he stood up and walked away. The whole family left. Yeah, and it ruined the show for the rest of the night. Left. All of them left. But Maverick left. The 10 year old, wow, old he was, left. It was whoever in the middle. And he was literally raising the roof on the way out. <laughs> he left feeling the like next, a rock star. The next day, oh, he, was he had a story to tell. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, everybody. I learned new words. Well, okay, so yeah. I saw them walking out because they just walked right past me. I was standing by the door. And when I saw them leave, I turned back to look up on the stage, and then Joe Teller was just gone. It was like there was no hope. Joe, he was just evaporated. I did. Oh, like, oh, he, right? he definitely. Wait, Joe was no, the host? One, no, no, no. no. Oh, at one God. point, was okay, like, because happened? he did keep going. He was like, "You fucking idiot, cunt, whatever." And the guy was finally like, 
like what's wrong with you <laughs> he's like yeah. do you want me to fight you yeah like and, 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 yeah. and it got and then joe was like no i i'm dude and just it's just comedy I, like he lost it and yeah. he so just, joe so joe actually he stopped he backed down and i was don't like, think he thought no no i didn't i didn't realize that joe was not mad oh yeah he was doing a bit yeah. i didn't know that oh, he's okay, doing okay. joe yeah yeah, yeah. in my head i'm like bit. well he kind of that he all the comedians that. got it but this poor family didn't know what the fuck was yeah. happening yeah. to them and so finally when this guy was like do, do, we, do we need a fight or whatever and like joe was like oh no man please don't yeah. hit me Which, I, by the way he probably it would have been better it would have been oh, way been if, so if they had great. fought the story well, honestly better. at that point <laughs> yeah. joe shouldn't have taken it as far as he did but now that he had he should have just kept going yeah well, yeah, yeah, yeah backing down was it. even weirder oh but then God, the, yeah it. they just finally left i mean they were about to like we were all trying to decide whether someone needed to escort Intervene, them out yeah someone was up there like i went outside just to, because it he was, needed like protective custody he was back yeah he was, he was visiting back on a visit, and he just seemed kind of like this that i was like don't let that stop you like to, you know go do another set yeah. or something. You know I mean? like yeah don't you know go back in there or something yeah it's just oh. a weird situation but um, you, your favorite that's joke. my favorite joke fucking idiot uh, no i that's love that story i don't think i've it's been discussed anywhere oh. um it oh, needs okay. to be documented and also history oh i think my you. favorite joke um i all of my favorite ones I like are ones that nobody else thinks are funny. That's, That's classic. Totally perfect. And I'll even back it up further to a joke that I've um, maybe told on stage once and then in real life will tell this joke and always say it's a joke even before I say it and nobody <laughs> thinks it's funny. And maybe it's not, but my, <laughs> one of my absolute favorite jokes because I've actually been to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the total truth. I know family, everyone, my whole family went to South Africa and everybody's first kind of question is like, oh, when? I I was just gonna I see and I go during apartheid thank god <laughs> right I think that's funny that because funny. it actually was during apartheid it was 1988 when I went to South Africa Holy so it's not shit. a lie and it's um, but it's also I mean it's not I'm not making light yeah, of any yeah. of the murder so um, but nobody laughs at that and oh, I that, but that I joke. totally see why that's funnier that's in funny. conversation there's you know, not you a way go, to work that in you on go on stage and it just reads more like that's why you just told us the thing yeah that right. took us, yeah a boring right. South Africa story yeah to get to just because you're so proud of your weird racist joke yeah precisely <laughs> which is when I first started like the new movement not then but the first like open mics I go to with like 10 people would always yeah. be like these white guys trying to weasel in the n-word oh yeah I've these, noticed like, this straight dudes trying to weasel in a rape joke and right. I'm just like yeah same thing I'm like right. that, you're just doing this dumb four minute thing just so you can say rape and everybody laughs and, <laughs> and there's like, a thin that's line that's not the formula there's right. a thin line but I, I think there's it's also reflexive where it's like you would have to be good enough so it didn't look like that right. even if you right. weren't which is and or, and you, or like is. the 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 format has to come to you like there have to be some joke or some bit <laughs> that all of a sudden like you know you could make it organically happen in there maybe like the people who experienced apartheid firsthand should have that <laughs> joke yeah, you know yeah. like maybe I, that's a little bit imperialistic I, I, have a, <laughs> I have a race joke right now that is absolutely real absolutely happened to me but I don't think it's funny enough to sound like I wasn't doing it for effect, uh-huh. and it's just, uh, do you want to share? Yeah, or? just real quick. But and I just we can believe really, it. Believe the whole it's not really that funny. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it anywhere like that. I just I realize that if you are a white person and you are complimenting your friend who is black mm-hmm. long enough in public, it will yeah. eventually sound like you're trying to sell them. Yeah, that, um, and that I've heard somebody, you tell a joke. That's funny, and it worked. And but it's like, but 
I don't know. I just like it's when it doesn't. I can kind of see yeah, it's why too, it's not. I want to know like why you yeah. were talking about selling anybody. Well, you know the, yeah, I mean? no. Well, this, and know. this is my point, which is that like it was just this weird situation. The other thing is that somebody mentioned it to me. Uh-huh. It wasn't like I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like I'm a slave. Uh, yeah, or anything like that. It another comic said it like, yeah. Jesus, what are you trying to sell him? Well, or because like I think and, what like, what you're pointing to with that joke is that like sometimes white people are trying way too hard. Exactly. Exactly. to compliment black people exactly. or to make them feel like you know and you're going out of your way it's it's more racist and so it's like a twist on that or an exaggeration of what we're really doing but it, you would have to try and there's a reason I'm not really doing it now is like you'd have to try so hard to be making that point right that it's like oh, I'm not even doing fucking comedy now right you're just right. now I'm, yeah exactly so yeah right what, is that your favorite joke <laughs> it's my favorite joke to tell you about anything <laughs> about <laughs> awkward racial tension yeah, are my favorite my what's your favorite joke yeah we should we should i don't do ours now i feel like you do yours because i'll not listen to you and think about mine then nice actually (laughs) i already told you mine no, uh, let's do let's do ours later. Let's do ours. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to think. I yeah. don't know. I'm not like great that's at picking a t- that's favorites. That's a hard question. I, I know mine, but I yeah, I don't know my. There's ones that are fun to say, yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm more happy about like getting the actual information out. Sometimes, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. totally I'm get so that. sad that the elections got six days left because there go all those jokes, you know what right. I mean? Like, and that's basically what I've been working on for eight months, you know what I mean? Right. There and goes that set. On, and on that note, can I just say, it's not wrong to be opinionated oh, and say those opinions. I think 30 somebody. minutes of that, though, people are like, now you're just, you know what I mean? Because I've done that. I've yeah. been like, by minute 25, people are like, I did not sign up for this voter <laughs> registration rally. Like, you know what I mean? So, I... I don't know. I watch a lot of politics, obviously, I but noticed. it's like it's really interesting. It's like Trevor Noah's a genius because yeah. he's also lived in a lot of places, and there's a lot of Indian comedians right now mm-hmm. that are really fascinating to follow because they they sell out stadiums and mm-hmm. things like that. But the way they can address like some third world fucking issues, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean, and and delicately and all that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Snapchat. Who knew? <laughs> I still don't know. I I just started using it the other day, but I. Do you I like the Kardashians? Care. They make it interesting. No. The, Am I supposed to follow them? One of them, well, yeah. One of them's really boring. That's the one I like. Which one? Oh. Courtney. She's so boring. Oh, yeah. Like so there's like, I, thought we were I, gonna, don't, yeah. I still don't know how Snapchat Chloe's works. like the one everybody can like. Oh, Chloe. that is my favorite joke. Well, oh? If Khloe Kardashian's eyes were any further apart, they'd be close together. <laughs> and it's hard to work in a proper Kardashian joke at the end of 2016. I look, love that joke. I'll have joke. to Google image her. Yeah, and it's, I'll yeah it's <laughs> She's a pretty girl. She yeah, can take it. She has her, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. And she's rich as fuck. But you want to end it there? Yeah, yes. fuck the Kardashian <laughs> person. Oh. Oh, sorry. Should we not end it on? <laughs> no, I, just, I, don't, I don't know Chloe and anything about her, so it means nothing coming from Their me. hair is riveting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Thanks for having me. me. Absolutely. This is great. Happy show. Yeah. Thanks. Yay. All right. Well, that was uh, our interview with Daniel Webb. And, and you guys loved it. Let's face it. You loved it. It was every You loved was it. You loved him. Yes. And uh, if you want to see more, uh, well, I mean, if you want to see his actual comedy, you should go yeah. to his website. That's thedanielweb.com. And this is da- uh, Webb with two Bs, by the way. That's correct. If you don't know how to spell Daniel. Yep. And you can follow him on Twitter at, at thedanielweb with two Bs. And you should. You should. Bye, guys. <laughs>